years, your brain might turn to putty. But there's still a chance to learn. We'll be your study buddies. We're going to talk about some stuff and make research cool. Welcome back to another week of Study Buddies, the podcast where we bring you the latest in science and psychology. And sometimes some other things. Some other things. My name is Paula Sanchez Abreu. And my name is Taylor Collins. And this week we're bringing you some other things because it's a passing notes episode. Oh yeah. So last week, Paula had brought us a very relevant study, at least I feel, to my life. (laughs) called Instagram Addiction and the Big Five of Personality, the Mediating Role of Self-Liking. Boom. Taylor, you're already getting started like with your test. You just jump right in. I'm going to let you take it away. What was the study about last week? Yeah, I'm, I'm pretty excited about the study last week. So essentially this study looked at these five different variables. And so they wanted to examine the relationship between Uh, The big five personality traits, which include extroversion, like how talkative we are, Mm -hmm. agreeableness, Mm -hmm. um, like how well-mannered we are and we get along with others, neuroticism, like our temper and stability, conscientiousness, which is kind of like our organization and work, hard work level, Mm -hmm. and openness to experience, which is like how curious we are. Um, So we looked at these like established big five traits also, uh, the variable of self-liking, like how much we like ourselves, mm-hmm. the variable of daily internet use, mm-hmm. and also just Instagram addiction. So this was one of the first studies that was really looking at how our personality and these aspects of ourselves in impact our Instagram addiction specifically. So they were looking at how the big the big five those five personality traits affect your self-liking which then affect in instagram addiction is that correct so self-liking does affect our instagram addiction and so do agreeableness and conscientiousness but it depends on where our self-liking is like how much that impacts our instagram addiction and they did also find that like the more you use the internet in general as a person the more likely you are to be addicted to instagram which isn't really a surprise yeah I think that was um, a very, it was like a a decent review um, for a test and I would give you like an A minus because I definitely think that it could have used um, just some more work. Like I wanted you to show me a little bit more of your work, (laughs) but I do think that at the end of the day, you know, you've hit all of the really important things in the study that, you know, we need to know moving forward into this discussion. So I'm giving you an A minus. You have more to work for, but you did a great job. I think that's fair. I um, I probably would have given myself a B minus. I think you're pretty generous. Well, um, you know, we're, we're all here in this world to like live and grow. I did also want to say the yeah. study's fancy statistics had ultimately found out that there were of like the Internet users, uh, 35% were like risky internet users which like means they use it like at a higher level that can Mm. be kind of risky um as far as like addiction levels and then the study was conducted using university students and it was like the first like large scale study that used over a thousand Mm -hmm. college students in order to to really look at this yeah i think that um that was your extra credit thank you for giving me that (gasps) oh 
brought Ooh, your can your... I give one more extra credit because I yes I really am like have always been a teacher's pet and um the other thing was limitations of the study were that this study was self-report which always has its own limitations of like right. how much we can accurately like reflect our own addiction and competencies and things and ex- like explain ourselves right and also the model like that they used didn't really control for other things that could have affected internet use. So, and and with all that, you know, if you want to dive more into the study and you didn't hear last week's episode, please go check it out. Um, it is a very interesting study and kind of, kind of like the first in that realm of actually looking at Instagram addiction specifically. Thank you for that extra credit, Taylor. You now have an A. So um, beautiful. You know, see, I love it. you can always, like I said, always can grow more. You did so good. It's great. <laughs> uh, so let's dive into our first segment. And our first segment on Passing Notes is always the day to data. And this is a segment where we look at how the data can influence our day to day on a personal level. So how do you... F- so Pella actually picked out this study. And I'm wondering, Pella, is there a reason that you felt that this study was really relevant? Well, to your life? you know, I, I recently had... Um, I in. <laughs> Between us doing the last episode and breaking down this study and then today, our recording today, I have since deleted my Instagram app from my phone because, my friends, I'm absolutely and utterly obsessed with Instagram. Wow. Yeah. That is a, that's a big move. I did that to my Facebook one, but I have not done it to Instagram because I... I don't think I can I, let go of it yet. Right. And I, the reason I let go of it is because I was just, it was just giving me a lot of anxiety with just like COVID and everybody screaming at everyone. But um, I also, I think I like realized uh, when I found this study, I was like, oh my gosh, I am so addicted to Instagram. And I think like the title of this study like screamed at me. And then I like realized how addicted I was. And I was like, ah, I'm going to keep scrolling on my phone. (laughs) It's so crazy because I feel like even though I like don't have it on my phone, I still have the urge to grab my phone and scroll on Instagram. Like I'm like, I need to see pictures. I don't like today. I like read something about one of the former cast members of, oh, what's that show with Topanga? Topanga and Corey. Oh, um, um, Boy Meets World. Uh, Boy Meets World, yeah. I I read something about that show, and then I was like, I need to look up that character, and so I went to I was gonna go to Instagram to like stalk this, and I was like, oh no, like I can also I can do Google, and I can like go to Google, but I but I do think that like this data, even even however it is limited, like I do think that this data is so important to our day to day because we I mean. I know I'm addicted to Instagram. I know that you, Taylor, are, you can't get it off your phone. So I would call that a little bit of a dependency on Instagram. Like, it's so prevalent in our everyday. Yeah. And so this study is also, like, done back in 2017 and published in early 2018. So, like, this data about Instagram addiction, I think, was even from a time when this was still rising because I think Instagram use and, like, the frequency of how much it's used and like the power of Instagram in the past like two three years has like risen significantly yeah I do think it has like with our uh, with our like current political state at least here in the United States like it has uh, I think Instagram has become such a 
such a tool, even in like 2020, with for, uh, such a tool for activism um, in a huge mm. respect that part of leaving Instagram. And it was that thing that we, you know, we talked about with in at the end of the study that like further studies should really look at Instagram use motives, like why people are using Instagram, because your personality may affect those motivators, which may affect then your addiction level. But like, I know for me, the the reason I was like okay letting go of it was like I'm not going to be in New York for a full week so I don't need to know about protests I don't need to know about any drives or volunteering that I can do because I'm not going to be here to do it right but once I get back to New York I'm going to have to download it because that literally is the reason that like that is the way I get my information about things that I can do to help yeah and I think Instagram really started like the hashtag and the hashtag movement of like connecting ideas and things through like this kind of central word or you know stream of words phrase, that yeah. you know yeah f- phrase that brought people together and Instagram's taken that and run with it too and it's that's like a huge thing even if you consider just like the Black Lives Matter movement as like one example yeah. um, and that's why everyone kept saying like please stop hashtagging like Black Blackout Lives Matter Tuesday. on all those Blackout Tuesday, yeah, the Blackout yeah. Tuesday posts because they were pushing all of the information from those that like activism hashtag uh, and just like publishing black posts, which black boxes, which wasn't helpful, helpful to anyone. Yeah, but I think like you mentioned a really good point about the motives. Yeah, and and like you know I can look at all these personality factors and like I definitely find myself to be very extroverted and I. I definitely think like I do have a little neuroticism in me as well as conscientiousness and I also think I'm like incredibly high in self-liking part of me Taylor before we did this was like oh you know what we should just do these evaluations of ourselves like we should like take the self-liking assessment and like we should take the big five assessment I can't tell you how many times I've thought that we should do every one of these studies on ourselves. Like, that could be, like, a, another episode of, like, Taylor and Paula start to do, like, unscientific <laughs> scientific tests on themselves. <laughs> but I know I, I felt that way, too, because, yeah, like, where where would we fall? I definitely think I would, I would fall there. And as we were talking about this study and, like, the different things that pull us to it, like, I it made me really reflect on why I use Instagram. Mm. Um, So like, I think that, you know, we use it for so many different things today. And I've found that there's definitely different reasons that pull me to the platform. So sometimes it's like to connect with people directly. Like I need to message someone about something or get back to someone about something or ask someone specific for a recommendation. But it's also like to connect in an indirect sense sometimes. Like, so if I'm like, feeling lonely after like a long day or yeah um, I just kind of want to know what's going on like sometimes it's just like nice to see what other people are up to or you know like someone's cute picture of their dog or whatever they're making at home like there's a sense of like especially during the pandemic where I personally feel super isolated and sometimes I don't really even want to talk to someone directly yeah. um, because I'm, I talk to people all day. I have all these calls. Like I definitely stay connected with people, but sometimes like just lying there, I want to have a connection like you would almost if you were like present with someone in your home, yep. um, but not actively with them. And I think yeah. I can get some fraction of that like comfort through like 
scrolling through Instagram stories. It's like you're at a party and you're just watching the party. Like just the party is happening online and everyone's there. Yeah. But you don't like you can just say hi, but you don't you can say hi by just looking in that direction, but you don't necessarily have to like hold a long conversation and that there's something about that that's like really I think comforting during a pandemic for a lot of people. But you know, it gets convoluted because if you know, if self if self-liking then is is in this factor in general because it always is right if it's it's a it's it's how we look at ourselves and that always exists if self-liking does play a little role in that then like there might be a level of comparison there might be a level of like you know that those things that can get in the way of that being like a very legitimate party (laughs) also I think that there's something like so there's a distance in tuning into to other like connecting with other people in that sense, right? In like this, I'm yeah. gonna watch a bunch of people's stories. Like it's it's um it's almost numbing and comforting. Mm-hmm. But I I always wonder like with the amount of time I spend doing that, if I were to direct like that time and those resources back into myself instead. So what if I were to instead of trying to like mm. reach for this connection through like stories, if I were to connect with myself in a more active way by journaling or reading or playing guitar or like cooking something for myself like these are the things that actually I have found fall to the wayside more um, due to like my own Instagram time usage and that's something that I think ends up being like a disservice that I'm not I'm not even actively noticing that is happening disservice to myself do you find that like Instagram is a like all in or all out kind of thing because I've started to feel that way where I um like if I'm on it then I am on it and I'm checking it every hour like I am scrolling every hour I'm checking it every hour but like right now since I've deleted the app like I feel like oh like I can I can actually do these things like journal and like sing and you know go for a run without looking at my phone and it's great and I don't feel like I need it but then, like, the moment I, I get Instagram back, like, it's just, like, all of those other things. Like, I don't – I feel like it's still – when it's on my phone, I can't even mitigate my own checking it. Like, it doesn't feel like I have control <laughs> in a certain respect. Yeah, I don't know if I have control. I don't even know if I can really answer the question you're asking, like, if it's all in or all out or where I fall in that because I think I would need to, like – have the data shoved in my face and what like what I can tell you is I set like an Instagram time limit and I think it's something ridiculously high like an hour and a half and I hit that every single day very early and then I just have to spend the entire day like pressing 15 minutes give me 15 minutes give me one more minute and then sometimes when it's a really crazy day where I just don't want to hear that I go ignore for the whole day and then I just get to aimlessly scroll with no one yelling at me every 15 minutes to get off this darn app it feels crazy like and it it's not I mean it's not I mean I don't know maybe it is I don't feel like it's affecting my like actions like my day-to-day actions but it's definitely affecting my my mood and my temperament and I wish I could have you know some level of um, I guess I do have a level of choice, but I wish I could feel more agency than I do, unfortunately. Yeah. Well, I've noticed it affects me on a subconscious level, and <laughs> there's this game I play with myself sometimes because if I make something really delicious or, like, if I do something really exciting, whether it's, like, go for, like, a hike and have a really pretty view yeah. um, or I have, like, a, I, I don't know, do something I'm proud of, I feel that 
there's always a sense of like, I should take a picture of this um, and put it on my story. And I've noticed that happening even if I'm not, even if my phone is like in the other room and Mm. I'm usually like, oh, I won't do it. Um, But there's like this tendency to do that. And sometimes I have to go, no, I'm going to keep this thing for just me. And then I'm like, and I don't know why I feel that, but it's almost like um, I have this sense of validation in like sharing a part of my day. Like, and so it's like almost comes back to like the motives of using Instagram, like Sometimes I want to mindlessly scroll. Sometimes I directly want to contact someone. Sometimes I want to document something or like disseminate an idea or a point. Like sometimes there might be something I heard in a podcast that I thought was like fascinating and I think other people should know. So I'll post about that or, or it was just as simple as I was really excited about this recipe I tried. And I, it's like, I don't, I don't know why, but like sharing it makes me feel a sense of like connectedness. Yeah. Well, and that's like. You know, all of those different motivations, like, uh, it feels like your life, like, it feels like your life and also my life. Because I, I think I have those same, in like, those all of those different motivations, I think, exist within me as well. And in that respect, like, that's my whole life. Like, my whole life yeah. wants to be on Instagram. Like, <laughs> my whole life wants to and talk to people and that. share things and look at like look at important information and get validation and be social like all of those things I want them to exist online it, it, and there's no way to measure yeah. it I think that's what makes it hard I don't like that that sense of like being online and being connected like obviously it's so important to mm-hmm. like continue our relationships with people and stoke them but I think that there's like a more of a hollow connectedness and again I think when we are reaching for that level of connection like we aren't learning to do that for ourselves um and with with this being said I think we should probably move to our next segment um which is macaroni and cheese Um, and this is a segment where we connect the studies suggestions to the bigger picture yep but yeah I think like on a bigger picture sense of Instagram it's like this idea that if we continue to search for these more empty connections and validations that we aren't practicing looking for that within ourselves and really getting that peace within ourselves and it leads to like at least for me I've noticed like almost like this underlying restlessness yeah that's Um, what it feels like right like this and like it just goes and I and it's like I have the draw to reach for it and it reminds me of um if you if you guys have seen the the uh, docu like drama documentary series on Netflix the social dilemma and they talk about um social media being like this emotional pacifier like I have noticed that like if I even like in in, di- in all different levels of emotions whether they're like heightened or I'm anxious or I'm bored or I'm sad or I'm really happy like any sort of like like all these different emotions I end up reaching to Instagram and I reach to it for different reasons and instead of me working myself alone through that I'm using the technology to work through that and I like I think that's kind of scary yeah well and like if we are looking at this with with a macro lens like what does that say if that's happening and that information, whatever is coming at us, is being fed to us by marketing and is being fed to us by, you know, other countries that don't have the best intentions for the U.S.? Like, what 
what happens then and does our whole life then transform into what we are being sold on the internet and I think that's part of I mean from what I've heard about the social dilemma I haven't brought myself to watch it yet because I'm too scared but (laughs) like that's sort of what I've heard that it that it touches on is like how the outside world through social media is is touching our brains in a really specific way and like transforming our society that way which brings me back to the study in in a certain respect of like if all of the like if social media is being affected by our personalities and our self-liking but with social media and kids getting on it so early before those things have even developed how 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 does that how does that cycle start and end right like is it an inverse relationship like yeah because is if if our social if our self-liking is affecting our social media use our social media use may very well also be affecting our self-liking yeah um and that can be negatively and positively and when we when we think about like our our other study that we had talked about in the week prior of like beauty that Mm. search to attain like a higher level of beauty like often led people to feel insecure and so like if you think about instagram and the photoshopping and like all you know like the the influencers and the beauty like that's being shoved in our faces like the push to attain beauty so like there's no way that's not affecting our own sense of self and self-liking on some level at this at especially at really young ages where they're yeah. just really formative. This makes me um want like let's like if we if we did like a little thought experiment right now and I what if like there was a world imagine this. There's a world in which Ooh. social media existed at the same time as humans started to exist. Like they just they it all happened at once. What would, like, what like would cavemen's social... with Instagram? Yes, <laughs> cavemen's with Instagram Bro. is what I'm proposing. Hashtag, hashtag fire. Hashtag wheel. Hashtag ooga ooga. <laughs> hashtag just caught a buffalo. Come by for meat. I don't know. Like come by for meat. We're talking about then. But like, it... does anyone have any extra fish hooks? Like, hit me up. If these visuals, like, if these this visual and like constant online party did exist at the same time that like humanity came into existence would would those beauty standards you know like how it just makes me wonder like how we would use social media if it was purely just a part of like the human experience and not new to us because it is new to us Taylor we didn't grow up with this like this is I think it would have shaped it would have shaped our evolution because, like, the humans didn't start, right? Like, we didn't just, like, become – well, I guess – We didn't just start? Whatever, like, evolution. <laughs> we, You know, if you want to follow with the Adam and the Eve and the rib became a per- – whatever. That's also a thing, sure. Like, maybe, you know, Adam and Eve had Instagram. That's one theory. But, like, <laughs> I, I think that, like, our brains are wait, so, wait, wait. like oh. – <laughs> Adam, Adam's first Instagram post is, yo, just bang this chick. And <laughs> it's a picture of Eve. She's biting the apple. Sorry. Sorry. Okay. I could see it. The snake's in the background and everyone's like, yo. Everyone's smiling with like a thumbs up. I don't know who's liking it. Like the only person that would be able to see it would be just God. And Eve. Just one like, (laughs) one like from God. Yes. And God was like, hashtag start of the earth. Just like button. 
I just told you guys not to eat the apples. Like, I gave you one bowl. Um, hashtag caught red-handed. Hashtag this is ridiculous. L- Lucifer comments like, yes! With a, fi- with a fire emoji. <laughs> this is very good. This is very yes. good. Uh, but anyways, okay, you were saying. Posts, thirst traps. <sighs> Evolution. Um, yeah, like, I just think our brains are primitive i think if we like evolved with this we this is like so out on a limb but i think it would have altered the way our brains like evolved Mm. um i think our brains are really simple and like nowhere near complex enough to understand like the implications of this technology or resist it um like if you think about like a lot of different like philosophers and like our understanding of willpower like we know that we are actually really shitty across time at resisting temptation so like the best way to remove temptation is to take it away from ourselves but we have like this now is like a world where we cannot take this away and i think that right like i don't know what we would look like if we evolved in that world because i don't think our brain would have just like i mean maybe our brain would have had to rapidly evolve in a way that like changed itself to adapt to the technology in a I don't know. Yeah. It's so interesting. And like in that regard, we take it the other direction. And like, I wonder what this is going to look like, you know, when when we are like of of the age of like what the boomers are now. Like what what is it going to look like? I think it's melting my brain. I genuinely yeah. feel that I, I like my neurons are seeping out of my ears as I sleep at night. Like I don't. That's not yeah. that's not scientific. Do not do not really tell people that's happening it is not but you know like i think that it but it's it's, it's it's curious to think like how how the entire existence of society will shift uh, like as as this technology continues to infiltrate our world I, and i i can't like there's no i i have no predictions of what that could be like uh, my prediction is like ominous so i don't know if anyone really wants to hear it I mean, mine, yeah, I don't know what it could possibly be. What Tell us. What is it? I, I worry that, like, having – and this isn't just Instagram, but it's, like, the internet. But, like, having knowledge at the tips of our fingers makes us less likely to learn how to problem solve and memorize things ourselves and learn how to soothe our own emotions ourselves. I think, like, mm-hmm. when you grow up to rely on technology, to, uh, like, as serving a function, then your, your strengths – like within yourself develop in around other areas because you are very used to that technology serving that function and you aren't you don't practice it as much individually and I think that lack of practice is going to shape how we manage our own emotions and not just emotions but like all aspects of life like for me I'm I have a terrible sense of direction and every time I go in my car I put on ways and I like it tells me where to go and I've gotten to this point where like mm. for the most part like I'm kind of mindless and even drives that I've made a lot of times I I often use ways because it's just so clear to me um fascinating and if I didn't have that I would be training different parts of my brain to like pay yeah. attention to my environment and and I think that always having something to compensate for like um, a mental task that we would otherwise be doing teaches us not to do it and then I think that will give our children like this what we're going to pass on like the same practices and they'll have that same practice yeah i don't know that's that's my like kind of like i do think that that more negative view of how it might affect us 
I, I think that that's valid in a certain respect. Um, it's it's hard for me to imagine humans without the skill to navigate because it's there's so many places still where, you know, that's... You have not seen me on the road. Mm. I mean, I know some people that really cannot navigate <laughs> at all. You know who you are. You listen to this podcast. I got lost in an Olive Garden one I time. can't say that I haven't gotten lost in an Olive Garden, but... <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, I don't walk around Olive Garden that often. But what I do walk around is my neighborhood very well, very often. And so I do know my way around my neighborhood. And it's like those like little, you know, close skills that really matter. But yeah. but in, in, in a larger sense, I think that that's a very interesting way to look at it. And I do think that I've heard that before. And also there's just a part of me that is just like, but the younger people that are growing up with this, like they use it to help them be smarter like I think that it's just it's a difference in generation of like when it came into your life like does it is it a tool or is it something that you're relying on because you didn't want to do something and I think that it's it's just curious now we're just talking about the internet in general I don't know if it's an and and yeah I don't know if it's an and or or if it's like a messy like mix of like a lot of things and I think it's more this messy mix yeah which then gets into the messy mix of how it will then shape personality and vice versa, how personality will shape it. It's it's the chicken yeah. or the egg. It's going to be the chicken or the egg in in several years. That's what that's what the studies are going to start looking at, which is crazy to think about. It is interesting because um, like the DSM, I think there's like a like a code that you can use not like an actual diagnosis for like gaming addiction if i if i remember correctly it's not something i use mm-hmm. but we don't really have like a diagnosis for internet addiction it's something that like there needs further research and understanding but i like i will say if we do add that diagnosis i find that it'll be really similar to the diagnosis that we have for like caffeine addiction where like majority of americans would qualify for it like i feel yeah high like it's highly likely that so so many people would have that yeah that's so so true well um good to know that we are all addicted to instagram and if you're not well good good for you and don't don't be hashtag good for you hashtag good for you i will say that i think i'm always very impressed by people who do not have Instagram and they're just like yeah no I don't have one I don't really need one and I'm just like you go through the world like that like <laughs> you just so get funny. to be I can't even imagine yeah I I mean I think one day you know I may be one of those people I just I don't I like aspire to that I have Instagram because I unfortunately in my industry like when you are not well known you do need it because casting directors will look and see how big of a following you have so it's like helpful you need to like have it and use it and work it when you're you know hustling as a young actor but I think that there is a point in my life where if I do not need it I will get rid of it because it's exhausting <laughs> so tired that's so great I I want to have the same I'm not ready but I want to have that same mental fortitude but right now I need it to doom scroll and to see what other people are doing look at videos of cats um and share my photos of the things I cook and get validation and for people to tell me I'm pretty via like a little like sounds good well I'll keep doing that Taylor for you (laughs) I'll keep liking and telling you you're pretty via the internet and in person and in person oh 
See, you get yourself a friend like Pala, you'll never need an Instagram. <laughs> All right. That was a creepy laugh. Uh, with that, we will <laughs> leave you, and we hope you have a lovely week. We'll see you next Tuesday for another episode of Study Buddies. Go scroll, my friends. Go scroll. Bye, guys. Study Buddies was created by Paula Sanchez Abreu and Taylor Collins. Our graphic design was done by Monica Ray Summers Gonzalez, and our intro song was composed by singer songwriter Caught In Between. You can follow Study Buddies on Instagram at studybuddies.com and email the show at studybuddiespodcast at gmail.com.